Well, folks, welcome back to this week's installment of Money in the Middle podcast. We are so excited that you've continued with us on this journey. And we've got some pretty interesting and exciting things to share with you today. So buckle your seatbelts and let's dive right in. Like we heard him say, nothing is ever promised. Well, again, welcome back to Money in the Middle podcast. As always, we're going to start this week off the right way. Our proverb for the week is, like a city whose walls have been broken through is a man who shows no self-control. I say it again. It's like a city whose walls have been broken through is a man who shows no self-control. Man, it has been quite the week, let me tell you. Uh, And I'm sure that you guys have all seen everything that's been going on throughout the media, you know, the political landscape, you know, as well as the geopolitical landscape, the war in Ukraine, etc. And um, to top it all off, you know, I found out this past week that... uh, I was a slight victim to identity theft, and I promised that I would talk about that this week. Well, our stogie on tap today is Delicioso. Uh, <laughs> title name, Chocolate. Right? I mean, and let me tell you, it is, uh, it's actually a really, really, really smooth uh, cigar. I didn't... Uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get sometimes, you know, and I like to try different things. But this delicioso is truly delicioso, if you will. But anyway, let's get right into it, shall we? So earlier this week, uh, I was informed, you know, I got a message in my email that, uh, Someone had opened up an account under my name and social security number at uh, Wells Fargo Bank. Well, let me go back, right? The truth of the matter is I I had gotten an email before and then I got another email, uh, like a barrage of emails from Walmart.com where someone had hacked into my Walmart account and was trying to spend money, right? So I didn't pay that any attention. You know, I I canceled my Walmart account and, you know, I called the folks and did those things that were needed to be done. And then uh, I was reminded, you know, from that situation about the emails that I got from Wells Fargo. Uh, And this is not a slander on Wells Fargo. This is just one of those things. Wells Fargo just happened to have been the bank. Right. Well, I called the bank and said, hey, you know. I'm getting emails that uh, you guys are closing my account, you know, and then I said, but the problem with that is I don't have accounts with Wells Fargo, right? I haven't had accounts in years. And uh, 
of course, to, to the surprise of the young woman who was helping me, she said, oh, no, I'm so sorry to hear about this. And she was very helpful, helped me file a claim, etc. And it got me to thinking, you know, it's, you know, we're coming up on the end of the first quarter and we're moving into uh, the second quarter of the year. And fraudsters and bad guys are already out on, on the move. And the thing, I mean, the, the truth is they don't really stop. Right. They are bad guys. Don't take any days off. Right. Because they don't have anything to lose in most cases. So it, it, it behooved me that, you know, now, granted, look, I've got a guy who 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 helps manage my credit and manages uh, credit profiles and portfolio and things of that nature. So immediately, uh, thank the Lord, after finding out about this, I was able to call my guy and get it taken care of. Well, it occurred to me that most people don't have a guy, right? Um, you know, so I wanted to do this do this specific topic. And then we'll get back into, you know, regular fiscal things. We got some guests coming up soon. Um, but I wanted to do this topic to, for, to help people who don't have a guy, right? To talk about what are some ways that you can prevent identity theft, and what are some ways that you can protect yourself in the event that your identity is stolen, right? Because God forbid you are in the process of buying a home or you are in a process of a major decision that requires your credit to be intact. And you tell them, you know, you're, let's say your credit takes a hit and you, you're trying to explain away, hey, I didn't open these things. You know, I am trying to figure it out only to for no avail, you know, because the the, the truth of, of the matter is, it's not what you know, it's not what's been done to you, but it's what you can prove. It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. Yeah. And that's that's really the truth. You know, uh, so how can you prove it or what are some ways that you can protect yourself from potential identity theft? Well, one of the things you can do is to monitor your credit, your identity uh, and things of that nature on a regular basis. Now, you don't have to be granular and check it every day, your credit karma, yada, yada, yada. But it is important that you are able to keep a keen eye on what it is uh, that is most important to you, right? Uh, one of the ways that I do that, uh, I, well, I, you know, I'll tell you about me. I do this several different ways, right? Um, one of the ways that I do it is through the uh, Identity IQ application. Now, look. None of these folks have paid for advertisement. This podcast is to help everyone out. So hopefully you'll find some value in it, right? Hang on. This delicioso is amazing, by the way. So hopefully you'll, you'll find some value in it, right? But uh, so Identity IQ, they have fraud protection, identity theft protection, as well as uh, notifications in the event that, you know, you are uh, perpetrated upon with identity theft or fraud. Okay. 
The second one that I use is uh, Experian. You know, uh, with Experian, it helps you to monitor credit, but also helps you to manage your IDs and, and things of that nature, your social security number. Quite frankly, most credit card companies offer some sort, some level of um, offer some level of identity and credit protection. Right. One of the additional ways that I found out that or that I, I came to the conclusion that, you know, the account opened in my name wasn't just a fluke as well as, you know, the the person who was using my um, Walmart account was <laughs> The craziest, it was a very close name, but not close, but not my name, you know, but uh, the other way was through my credit card company, right? When uh, I updated my credit reports and scores and things of that nature uh, with my credit card company, it gave me six alerts that said, hey, your information was found on the dark web or your information was found in a breach. That's important, right? Because, you know, here I am thinking, how in the world am I that was I subject to um, to identity theft? Right. You know, I, I come from a banking background. I know how to protect all myself and things of that nature. Well, you know, I don't come from a technology background. Right. And uh, somehow my information was found in the dark web and I was perpetrated upon. Now, thankfully, you know, Wells Fargo was kind enough to help me file an identity theft claim and things of that nature. But you want to make sure that you are uh, utilizing some of the tools that I mentioned before. So let me run them back. The first one is Identity IQ, right? The second one is Experian. And the final one is look at your credit card companies, right? Uh, it's important to note one of our sponsors, Move Capital LLC, also has a credit management uh, program called Credit Opens Doors. So uh, it would be of your benefit to uh, reach out to those folks at Move Capital LLC. You can send an email to info at movecapitalnow.com and inquest and inquire uh, about credit opens doors, use promo code money in the middle to get a discount on any of the services that you will, uh, that you'll, that you'll require. In my experience, this has been, uh, this is generally one of the most common, uh, issues with today's society, especially for so-called folks in the middle class because as I always state, and which is why this, this podcast is geared toward this demographic, is that it's the middle class who actually fuels our economy, right? It's the middle class that does that has the, the highest buying power. It's the middle class that has the highest tax basis, you know, and we are the middle class that's generally uh, have the most small businesses or, or uh, entrepreneurs, etc. And so subsequently, it is the middle class that generally fall prey to identity theft and bad actors. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. Millions of families suffer every year. 
Story time. So during my time uh, as a career banker, I've seen many, many folks, unfortunately, fall victim to the bad actors of identity theft. Uh, Specific story. I was working in a retail bank out in the quasi suburbs, but really still uh, a, a relatively transient area of the Philadelphia metro area. And an older gentleman came to me generally also, uh, subsequently, sidebar. The middle class are usually right now usually consist of baby boomers and uh, and uh, baby boomers and uh, millennials. Right. And and baby boomers, Gen X and millennials, Uh, you know, somewhere around. Anyway. Long story short, an older gentleman came into my office distraught in complete distress, right? Um, He said to me, Ron, you know, I need your help. I said, okay, Mr. Customer, what's the problem? What we got going on? Well, uh, I went into my, my bank account. I went to the bank to withdraw money. And to my surprise... When I got to the teller, they told me that I did not have any funds left in my account. Well, the shocking or the interesting part about that statement was that just, you know, a short while prior, Mr. Customer had about $40,000 in his account, you know, and and some would argue that that was the only $40,000 that this gentleman had. He didn't have, you know, access to any additional funds. He didn't have, uh, you know, obviously he got his his, uh, social security check that came into the account. But by and large, the bulk of that money that was taken from him was, that was it. That was all that he had, right? The good news is, well... A silver lining there is that generally if you are a victim of fraud or identity theft, the bank uh, has a no liability uh, clause, meaning that they will indemnify you after a thorough investigation. Right. Challenges, you know, if it's a couple hundred bucks, most time the bank will just credit your account that money, you know, while they do the investigation. But when you're talking about thousands of dollars where in the bank's primary goal outside of customer service and making money is risk management you know you're going to be without those funds while the bank investigates to verify the situation okay so here's what happened someone had uh, a fake ID and Uh, a similar name and went into a branch away about, I don't know, maybe 30 miles away from where this customer banked or where this customer lived and pretended to be this customer, right? The first thing they did was they took out a small amount from the teller to see if it would work in the first place, right? And then they 
uh, you know, obviously after getting the receipt with the balance and things of that nature, they went to another teller who whom we all suspected may have, may have been in on it. Uh, they went to another teller and withdrew the rest of this client's money. This is why, you know, identity theft. This is one reason why identity theft is also it, it is so bad. You know, this guy really stepped into this person's shoes, became him in a sense, and then took all of this gentleman's money. But not all identity theft or financial crimes, if you will, are made equal. You know, they may be similar, but they're not all made equal. Here's another story. Uh, later in my career, I'm a manager at this point, and I had a woman. Now, by this time, mind you, I have seen several fraudulent checks. I've seen the fake, hey, you deposit it and send it back, and da 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 right? Oh, I've, I've sent you an overpayment, right? Or here's your earnings. Oh, we've overpaid. Please make a deposit and send us back the rest, right? Most people think that, oh, the bank has cleared my... Uh, cleared the check or cleared my funds so I can send that money back. But that's not necessarily the case. And later on, we'll talk about Regulation CC, which is uh, about deposit holes and things of that nature and credit. But going back to the story, and uh, another elderly woman coming to my office to deposit a check. She had applied or she had uh, participated in some survey or some... Uh, or some sweepstakes and they had sent her a check to deposit it to her account. You know, so uh, because of the check amount, it needed an override and the teller came to me, hey, Ron, you know, so-and-so is out. Can you take a look at this so that we can uh, either approve or decline, right? One of the things that, and this is a, a, a sign for you, if you've gotten this, when you receive a random check in the mail with a note, that should be a, a red flag, right? Now I digress. I'll come back to the, to the red flags or some things you can take a look at. So I sat the woman down in my office and I said, Miss So-and-so, um, this check is not legitimate. And we will not negotiate this instrument because we need to protect you from financial crime. Be clear, the bank has two objectives to protect the customer from financial crime and to protect the bank from financial crime. And in this scenario, my subtle way of saying to the customer was, hey, ma'am. We are either going to do one of two things. We're either going to protect the, protect you and the bank from financial crime. Or we're going to assume that you are trying to perpetrate financial crime. Now, we've seen you in here before. You had your accounts forever. We don't want to assume that. Let us help you out. And she's like, oh, well, you know, I, I did do the sweepstakes. Da, 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 da. And I said, OK, well, there's a phone number here. Let's call it before we deposit this money. So we, we call the number. Uh, they don't answer at first. And then we call the number again. They don't answer. Then we call the number again. And the gentleman finally answers the phone. And he is this, he is just 
not in a good mood. He is pissed, tissy, right? So I said, sir, you know, I'm calling to verify a check that was written to so-and-so. We want to deposit. We just want to make sure that this check is, you know, everything is okay with it, yada, yada, yada. The guy gets up in arms and flips out, loses it completely, right? He's like, oh, you know, I only get to talk to my customer. I don't need to send you anything. Don't call me no more. Now he's cursing and things of that nature. And now we're like, hey, look. We're not negotiating this check, right? So we turn it away uh, and the client is happy, right? Well, the client's not happy because, of course, she wanted the check. But... Uh, it wasn't a legit check. So we had to turn it away, you know, and ultimately we did what was right for the client and for the bank. And we protected our client. These are some of the. Hello, Sandy Patterson. Yes, Mr. Patterson. I'm Janine from the Fraud Protection Department of Identical Credit Monitoring Service. We're calling today because, unfortunately, it appears that someone has attempted to steal your identity. Are you kidding me? Gosh, I wish I were. We did catch this in time, however, but I do suggest you taking advantage of our free total protection plan, which safeguards your credit rating against theft and fraud. Yes, please, if it's free, absolutely. Just terrific. I went for this plan myself. Mr. Patterson, I'm going to need to verify some information from you. I'm going to need your full name, date of birth, and social security number, please. Sure. Understood. Here it comes. So what are some ways to protect yourself from identity theft? Right? We've already gone over the different services that you can use, but here's some things to just keep an eye out for. Number one, <clears throat> no legitimate company who you have done business with or who wants to do business with you or who are actually offering credit monitoring or uh, identity theft services will call you and ask you for your information if generally if these companies or these are companies that you do business with already or if they are a legitimate credit monitoring service they already have your information right the only thing they need from you is to verify right anybody who calls you and asks you for your credit card number or your social security number out of the blue, red flag. What's another thing? Anything that seems like it's too good to be true, also red flag, right? I know that we all like to think that money, checks, all of these things, these beautiful things, just fall out of the sky. But the honest to God truth is, it's just not true, right? So if you're getting something that's too good to be true, oh, here's a story. When I was young, uh, my uh, ex and I, uh, we lived in uh, Alexandria, Virginia, right? Which is a beautiful place. Uh, The best part about Alexandria is its proximity to Washington, D.C. Well, 
um, our apartment was nice and we decided that, you know, due to an event that was in the area that we were going to rent our apartment out. We had a lot of interest. There were a bunch of different folks who were interested in renting our apartment. And uh, we had some legitimate folks and we had, you know, an unfortunate event. Well, one gentleman decided to, oh, hey, you know, we want to, I want to rent your apartment out. Uh, I'm a doctor, da, 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 da. All right. Oh, okay. Send us, you know, here, here's what we require. Here's our agreement, yada, yada, yada. Thinking we're smart. The guy sends us a check and he calls. Hey, my assistant sent the check and it was over the amount uh, of the rent. I appreciate you guys so much for allowing me to take care of this. Now, this was around Christmas, by the way. If you guys wouldn't mind, please go ahead and deposit the check, cash it, and then send back the difference so that, um, you know, we can be cleared up, yada, 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 right? Send back the difference, Western Union. Bing, 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 bing. Red flag. Now, if someone says, when folks say that to me, or if I hear someone uh, mentioning something like that, my spidey senses turn on. But back then I was young and stupid. Who knew, right? Well, the check cleared because of the bank that we took it to. Uh, It cleared immediately. So we took that money out. Well, I didn't. It wasn't my idea. But, you know, anyway, I was a part. Took that money out. Took it to Western Union, sent it over to the guy and thought everything was all good. And we proceeded to Christmas shopping. Right. We're like, hey, we just made some money. We're going to go Christmas shopping. Bada, bada, boom, bada, bing. Next day, you know, intra while we whilst we were shopping. We look at the bank. We're like, why is the car getting declined? Right. Come to find out, check it bounced. Right. And because we had taken money out of the account to send back to that gentleman or to that scumbag, which is probably a better adjective, our account was overdrawn by the amount of the check, overdraft fees, and the bank had taken the rest of our money to cover. Okay? We couldn't pay our rent. We were just about evicted but we had a very very nice apartment and we went we filed the police report we explained to the to the leasing company like hey look this is what happened you know this is unfortunate da 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 and they allowed us to break our lease and they allowed us to break our lease uh because they were able to put somebody right in it And, you know, we went about our lives. Point is, anything that's too good to be true, generally, as a rule of thumb, is. So someone sends you a check unsolicited. You know, you, you know. Now, you know that you did not invest in whatever it is um, <laughs> that sent you that check. 
you know that you didn't save. You know you're not a part of something. And you just randomly got a check? Well, that's a red flag. No matter how you cut it, how you look at it, it's a red flag. Okay? Companies calling, asking for your info, red flag. Right? IT department calls. Hey, this is so-and-so from God knows where um, about your Microsoft IT. We're from the IT department. We want to go ahead and sign into your your uh, your computer to make the updates necessary for 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 the changes. Well, uh, guys, if they knew if they were from the IT department, what IT department? What company do you work for? Do you work for Microsoft? No. Okay. All right. No. Red flag. The point I'm trying to make, folks, is that there's a lot of bad guys out there. Okay? You work hard. <clears throat> well, you should. Right? All hard work brings a profit. Right? You work hard and you earn finances and you're already getting smacked on the head by the biggest crook of them all, Uncle Sam. You know, but you so not but so you don't need to take more L's, especially unnecessary L's from bad actors who are looking to game the system. That's the only Wrapping up, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hopefully you learned something. Stay tuned for next week's episode and the following weeks. I mean, we got a jam-packed schedule. I mean, I'm excited. We've got some guests coming on. We're going to have uh, some economists. We're going to have uh, financial advisors, some entrepreneurs, some entrepreneurs, which I'm really excited about, really stoked about an entrepreneur, because in today's climate, you don't really hear folks talk about entrepreneurship, which is, uh, you know, being savvy and working your way up within a company. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, we're going to have some multifamily guys come on as well. Uh, again, Stogie of the week is the delicioso chocolate namesake chocolate. Everything tastes better in chocolate. Until next time, this has been Money in the Middle Podcast. Peace, love, and blessings.